Welcome to Marsha's Plate, a black trans-inclusive feminist podcast. A place where we know that not everybody is invited to the cookout. And we also know that every single day is a brand new day and we have the power to make a difference today. So let's do this. It's a new day, brand new day. Make it better than yesterday. You can always find a way to turn it all around again. It's a new day, brand new day. Make it better than yesterday. You can always find a way to start over again. Tuesday, when the sunrise, you can start over again. A new day, you can make it better than yesterday. A new day, it's a new day, new day, new day. There's a way you can turn it around. Trust me, there's a way out. There's more time. Just don't give up. When the sunrise, on a new day, you got another chance. A new day today. If you want to join the conversation, you can hashtag Marsha's Plate. You can follow us on most social media Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, all of that. Just search for Marsha's Plate, M A R S H A S P L A T E. Y'all ready? Let's get started. Hey, what's up, y'all? Hey. What's your tea, honey? Baby, I am starving. Thank <laughs> Literally. Uh, literally. Kind of but not the same way. <laughs> by choice, right? By, by choice, by choice, by choice. I am doing, um, I'm doing like a test of my willpower, y'all. Like trying to see <laughs> if I, I've been, you know, I have been doing intermittent fasting for, um, you know, for a little bit, but I'm never really consistent of, you know, I'll go and then I'll stop and I'll go. It's never really a consistent thing, but I've been Mm -hmm. watching these like little videos about fasting and benefits of fasting. And I randomly came across, you know, how you get going down like a wormhole on YouTube or, you know, somewhere. Mm -hmm. And I ran, ran across this lady. She got like short little blonde hair and just this white lady. And she, of course, (laughs) and she is, she is doing a seven day fast. And I'm like, how the hell can you last seven days? There's people who have last longer, of course, but I just, I'm like, I can't imagine myself going that long on like a water fast or not not eating a very long time that is a very (laughs) long time and i was like how the the fuck can you do that and so i was like i just don't have the willpower for that and so because bitch i'll be over here legs shaking and and like yo i need some chips i need some i need a snack i need i need something my brain will (laughs) fucking go into a mode and so i was like but that's i was like but yo i just want to try to see if i can go three days plus i had done research about the health benefits of fasting too so i was like i want to see if i can fucking if i got the willpower to go three days i'm not even gonna try to go seven but I want to see if I can go three days. And I was like, okay, I, I, 
I don't know how I'm going to feel, but I'm going to try it. I'm going to, I'm going to see, I'm going to build up to it. So um, I start watching videos about strategy and, you know, different things to prepare you for it and da, 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 just to see if I have the willpower to go 72 hours and um, I'm, I'm on 48 now. I am going to eat today. Right. But I'm going to, like I said, like I did, I built up from 17, 16 to 18 to 24 to, and now I'm, I'm doing 41, 42. And I'm probably, I'm going to eat. <laughs> and then I'm going to try to start all over again to see if I can build up to 72 hours to try to fast. And oh, so sure. I think it's, <laughs> I didn't think I could get to this far. I didn't think I could get to 42. And so I'm like, oh, yeah, this is cool. Now, I don't recommend this for anybody who has been, who has gone through, um, you know, anorexia, bulimia, mm. stuff, those kind of eating disorders. This is not for you, girl. Mm -hmm. um, but me, I don't, I'm, I've never had any issues with stuff like that. And so I'm just, it's literally for me to see if I can control my mind and control my habits and control my body in a way that you, this is a mind over matter thing. I want to see if you can do it. And I'm, I'm proud of myself. I'm doing it. <laughs> yeah. Proud of you too. It sounds like similar to like smoking cigarettes. Like if you stop smoking cigarettes or something like that, like you said, it's kind of like reset. Yeah. And every when I stop smoking cigarettes, it's always a cold turkey thing. It's never a um, it's never a oh um, you know, I just uh, leave myself on it. When I was mm -hmm. I, I I smoked cigarettes probably three times in my life where I had I uh, um a got an addiction to nicotine and each time mm -hmm. when i was ready to stop it was a cold turkey thing like i was like done mm -mm, i'm not gonna smoke no more and you know of course my body went through withdrawals and you know how um, right. how that works but um i've always had this cold turkey thing so i've never been able to that was easy with cigarettes but for some reason with food addiction and, and you know Food was my fucking addiction, basically. And so I wanted to okay. see if I had the willpower, like I did with the cigarettes, to see if I can, you know, control that part. So that's what I've been doing this week. So it's been it's been fun. <laughs> it's really, intense a little bit, but it yeah, is intense. Yeah. But I've I've been it's been making me more creative. So I've been um mm. I've been kind of um just kind of making making shit like making music and you know making videos put it out and doing all that kind of stuff so yeah it's been it's been fun i'm doing all right just adjusting to the new year um in this kind of in-between space with work and things mm. so that feels okay taking it kind of slow well not slow but i'm not taking it fast let's put it like that <laughs> um and so um i'm grateful for that you know but yeah i got a little wiggle room a little bit of a wiggle room. And I'm grateful for that because it's a little bit, not even wiggle room, but breathing room. So it's not like hustle, 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 hustle. So that's yeah. a blessing. So I'm grateful for that, like big time. I've been navigating some depression, some anxiety, but I'm feeling pretty optimistic um, and trying to stay, and, and staying positive. I'm not even trying to stay positive, staying positive, you know, because, you know, I ain't got no choice. Good. But to, well, but you to look keep healthy. it moving. You look great. Thank you. You do actually Thank have you. a choice. You have yeah. a choice. Cause you could yeah. say you could give up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But so, you, you know, you're fighting. that's that's beautiful. Yeah, thank you for that. You know, it's like you know, you you fuck up, you fall off the bike, you get back on. You know, but you know, as long as it's forward momentum, 
I'm good. Every time the sun rises, it's a new day. It's a it's okay. a new day to start over and make it okay. You know, make it better than yesterday. And you know, it's yeah. crazy. It's funny that you say that because because you know Z left. I, I gotta redo the intro and all that kind right. of stuff. I actually wrote a song that is you know everybody loved the old school theme song but I actually wrote a new song and literally that's what the name of it is about it's being a new day and Mm. you know how you can always start over and Mm -hmm. you don't have to um every time you every time the sunrise baby it's a new day for you to do something different and and absolutely to take your power and take the control and you know make the day today better than yesterday I'm an old school rent head kid. I, uh, you know, no day but today. Uh, yes. It ended up ended up in New York. Uh, they uh, let some people add on to this NAACP Youth Conference Council back in '99. Mm. My mom said, "Oh, they got a slot." You know, they were helping to pay for the trip and everything to go to the conference in New York. You know, I was a Scott. You know, y'all got a scholarship? Sign me up, type thing. So we get out there. I sneak off because I'm gay. I'm that kind of gay. <laughs> I sneak off. I go to the village. I snuck in by uh, Stonewall. Uh, snuck and got me a ticket to go see Rent by myself. You know, and, <laughs> uh, like so yeah, you know, I, you know, and, you know, just trying to figure things out. But but yeah, no day but today. And it's like, shit, I'm older. I'm not old, but I'm older. No. And I've been out as a queer person since I was like 14, 15 years old. I'm 39. Mm-hmm. Shit. You know, <laughs> thirty nine is not old as dirt. No, not but but fifteen to twenty five is 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 ten, and 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 twenty five to thirty five is 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 twenty. Another ten. <laughs> okay, so you know, so when it comes to like being in the community, being or talking about these issues, being around this work, just being a fucking person, you know. I had a whole life before I transitioned, being out and navigating a lot of stuff around my gender identity and gender expression. Um, in the last 10 years plus, I've been adjusting to what it means to be in the world, the way I continue to evolve and look and things like that. But shit, I'm tired. I'm just chilling. I'm 39. I'll be 40 next year. No day but today. Like you said, it's a new day. You, like it's you a said, new day. We got, we got choices, you know, and so I'm, you know, um, tapping into the optimism I have, especially as a younger person. I was like, fuck it. I don't give a fuck now. Because <laughs> right. so, it's real. So. What about you, Mia? um i'm just i'm trying to get used to being uncomfortable oh that's the hardest thing for me because my comfort zone is my peace so um i i'm trying to get used to being uncomfortable and being more organized Uh, i i probably tell you motherfuckers that every month year i'm gonna be more organized more do more schedules and stuff baby steps baby steps you know, it it, it, it it comes with a, a progress, but um, it's been good. I cut my hair. I've been kind of back and forth, like talking shit, but be trying to be happy about it. I just uh, I, look I, good. I, I, that, wait, wait, you do look good. You you a beautiful girl, Thank so you're you. not gonna never Thank not look good. But in the moment. I, when you, I when I when you got on the screen, I was like, "Oh, she cut her hair." Because I immediately asked, "Did you cut your hair?" Yeah. <laughs> I was like, "Oh, she cut her hair." <laughs> but sometimes we gotta do that. Yeah. Let me. T- okay. So for the people who wear like hair and units and wigs and sew-ins, just a little tidbit, bitch. 
girl, you got to take care of that hair underneath that hair. And I was being a little lazy. I wore so in for like three months. And then I was like, oh, I feel like wearing my real hair. So let me put that old hair back in in the sew in because it was still good hair and create a different look. And that was just the wrong thing to do because my hair, my hair was like, my hair was like probably right here. And I guess my split ends, they have been going up. So by the time I took my sewing out, they had been, they had gone up so far to where it was thin and I had to cut it in order for it to look healthy. And, um, so, I mean, you looking like, I know. <laughs> I've been there. Yeah. I remember like, my relaxed like, days. Yeah. She's not relaxed, but I remember my relaxed <laughs> days when I was child, when I would be like, oh God, leaving sewing for too long and, Honey, having to cut ends just to make it look healthy. I remember. Yeah, but see, the, but the, uh, there's a a type of um, pattern that you have to go on. See, sew ends actually grow my hair. You yeah. just got to take care of your hair in between sew ends. Right. So, like, you... the Because it's, it's a protective style. Yeah, the longest you should wear sew in is probably, like, no more than two months. But like it depends on who's sewing your hair. Like I know somebody um in I think um the DMV area where she does a grow growing sewing. You can lose your hair in for like six months, and by the time wow. you take it out, it's like really long. But it's a certain technique that she has. Every stylist doesn't have that, so mm. just choose wisely. But it looks good. It's not like you bought it. <laughs> no, what is that chop? Is a chop right now? Like my hair that long like i remember the years like watching it be like oh i'm finally right here i'm finally right here but yeah oh wow I, it's cool though it's a new journey so that's how i'm, I'm mm. taking it i have a question are sew-ins okay because i you know I, I dipped out after braids after like you know we burned them at the end <laughs> like that's where i that was my cutoff uh-huh. <laughs> but are they similar because it sounds kind of similar i mean so i know it's so different is. types of weeds uh-huh. and stuff you know what i'm saying different types of not I, like I said, I left that phony ponies and burnt in. So like, <laughs> after, phony like ponies. everything after that, I'm like, you know what I'm saying? The, the, yeah, the braids yeah. in the front and then the poop. Yeah. Oh, yeah, word. So. Come on, braids in the front. That's a, that's a, that's <laughs> okay. back in the early 2000s. Oh, that, yep. Yep. That's yeah. about the last time. That little uh-huh. cancel, you know what I'm saying? That's so <laughs> Though I got a traditional sewing. So a traditional okay. sewing is um, basically where you would you part um, some of my hair, I'll leave it out. And then the rest would be braided underneath, probably protected underneath uh, like, a, um, okay. like a cap or something, or maybe like a fishnet cap. And then like we've sewn on top of the braids or you get a full mm. sewing where all okay. your hair is sewn okay. together and they braid, they, um, they, they braid it all. I'm sorry, all your hair is braided and then they sew everything on. So, Or you I got a closure, so- you got a closure. You know, yeah, I got a traditional sewing. Okay. I like to look, make it look natural. But mm-hmm. my stylist was telling me that I should transition to wigs, which is what I was afraid of. But it's mm-hmm. a new year. Why not? I throw a wig <laughs> on when I feel it. But you know, I want to be able to. You know, I I can't be locked down to that shit. And I don't like wigs that you got to glue down and shit. Oh no, I ain't got time. I'm for pretty that. involved. I, I can't sleep. I, I can't know. I did. You know, you gotta <laughs> re-glue it every time you wake up with the get up. Oh, no, really? I, yeah, I can't. I, I can't do it. Um, I'm 
you know, and there's some wigs that have like, you know, that are glueless wigs or whatever, which are my personal favorite. But I, I just, you know, of course, the lacy ones look, you know, look better. But I, I just can't. I just can't. I, I, I'm on my bald head whole shit. They look real good now. If you go to somebody that's <laughs> to a man and you balding and you want you a cute little toupee, they got like the HD laces for you. you know, they for got you they will I'm, take some little uh fro hair and be gluing it to their head and 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 doing it with the clippers and everything. It looks good. Some re- ridiculous stuff too though. Like I've seen you know where with the I don't know what is it like the plastic looking spray looking mm-hmm. hair stuff mm-hmm. you know that look and that on the on the beard and on the and I'm like where it's like the line the, the shape yeah, up the line is like, I'm like it's like the beyond Beijing. crispy you know it's like, what is this it look almost like uh, a Beijing. <laughs> it look uh, like it's on like it's on video or something. Like it's a car- cartoon or something. Like almost. that Mega Man. <laughs> yeah, like a helmet. Plastic. Yeah, it look like, like a Sharpie. Yeah, yeah. No, we're not talking about that. We talk about the ones that do it fly, and you know they should be right. They <laughs> niggas is wearing weaves too. <laughs> yeah. Boots, because they don't want to yeah. get them hair transplants. That's like six thousand, ten thousand dollars, dog. Yeah, really. Mm-hmm. Um, it's doable transplant. though. Mm, it's doable. I seen it. it look good. Yeah. Can't you do any, any some natural? I gotta look into some natural stuff because I am starting to like lose a situation beyond what you can see. Mm-hmm. <laughs> my face, if I just turn a little bit. Oh, I know some trans men that hated that about their testosterone journey. I know some trans men. Oh, I don't like it either. Yeah, I don't like it. I don't like it. And and I can imagine that that is something that's kind of triggering. Not triggering. I don't know. I don't know how I feel. Uh, I'm trying to. I ain't no trans man, so I don't know. But in in the situation, I can imagine if you you used to having a lot of hair and you got the vision of having. You know, these fly ass cuts, full haircuts that the dudes be having, and da 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 da. And you're trying, and then you go into the process of your transitioning child. You get to balding at the top. Now you get passable. <laughs> I had locks. I had locks when I started testosterone. I had locks. They were short, uh, maybe like bobbish, mm-hmm. you know, but not, you know. And uh, I cut it off, I cut my hair off which was dumb because <laughs> it was like early in my, you know, early, early. And I was taking a low dose of testosterone too. I was taking like a half a dose. What I should have did is not do that because your hair texture changes. Right. So I cut all this hair off and your hair thins. I mean, that's why, yeah, it's thinning. It starts With thinning. the dress? The With the dress testosterone. No. But because okay. I, yeah. But I cut my hair off. So basically I started, I was like starting fresh now on T. And my hair was like never the same. It was just like, oh no, we don't want to do that no more. So, like the texture was like, it, was, it wasn't like quite white people, you know what I'm saying? But it was we like, out. you know, you a little too flimsy, you know, these days to do what you were doing before, you know. And I, you know, I wish I could have some more nappiness back. Like Diamond said, for some trans men, it yeah. adds to their realness. Yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, it's still like the hairline back. 
No, yeah, it's cute. Look, for for a lot of for a lot of guys, that's they're into it. I never had body hair. I'm not into the body hair. It's a lot going on. I'm like, why? You know, I gotta adjust my hygiene. Now I got hair on my back. I'm like, what is this? And I can barely see it, but it's there and it bothers me. You know what I'm saying? So it's the whole hair thing with the testosterone has definitely been like a little bit like, you know, I like my mustache. It's cute. You know what I'm saying? But like, you know, and it's faint hair, but it's ir- like it but it's changes hair. its hair. So now I sweat in places I didn't sweat. And, you know, you know, I was like a little smooth. My, but I was smooth. That people Can in my I- family using there and they were like, oh, you're so smooth, you know, <laughs> so Come on, you know what I'm saying? So I'm just like, damn, my hair is thinning on the top in the back. Now I got this back here. So, I mean, it's cool, though. It's cool. Mm. I mean, back then it was like, shake it up. You don't know what you're going to get. So if you start testosterone, you're just going to have to deal with it. Wasn't no custom-made conversations. That's you know that. what I'm saying? It was Mia, like- <laughs> Mia, when you're on hormones, Mia, does it make your, does it regulate your sweating? Mm. Um, actually, um, that's an interesting question. I don't know if it regulates it, but I know that when I was younger, I used to want to sweat because I got extra mm. points in them for sweating. They'd be like, if you sweat, you can, you can do this, you oh. can do that. But now that I'm older, I sweat really easily and it's very frustrating and embarrassing sometimes. Mm. So mm. I don't know. Did it regulate your sweat? Yes. I don't sweat. And it, mm. it's when I it's I wasn't really a sweaty person like that when I was you know mm. younger, but I did notice that when I'm on hormones, my it's almost like it doesn't happen. Like it'll Her. happen on my if I get hot, it'll happen on my like like on my cheeks, like it'll be mm-hmm. like on my nose and mm-hmm. my cheeks, but like my armpits and just body getting sweaty, nope. It, it's for Every, some reason on hormone, it totally changed. Changes. I be sweaty. <laughs> Boo. Like, oh. <laughs> like, like oh. it's embarrassing. Like you could, it, it, like I could be in the club and I'll be dancing for like probably like 10 minutes and I'll be like drenched and people will be coming up to me oh, and hugging shit. me. And I'm just like, I'm sorry. I've been sweating. And I'm just like, bitch, I'm really like drenched, sweaty, where you could see like a puddle in the middle of my back almost. Uh. But I, but I think um, they have like shots that they can give you, like uh, steroids to help you with sweating. But I'm like, mm. if I fuck that up, what if I'm fucking up something that's trying to like, like um, calm down my body? Like, because the purpose of sweating is to so you don't you don't overheat. So right. I'm like, and yeah, to release toxins out your body. Right. So what if I mess something up that way? And I'm, but um, it is what it is. But I was gonna say that the only thing that I probably noticed. Um, like a big change in um, once I'm on hormones, it's like my smell. Like mm. I, I don't smell. Um, how can I? I don't. I don't smell musky easily at all on hormones. Like, mm-hmm. like, but off. Oh. Like okay, so on <laughs> hormones, I could probably in. I I could probably go like a day. I wouldn't go a day without bathing. Like say for instance, I'm traveling and I'm like at the end of the day, I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm tired mm-hmm. and I went to sleep and then I wake up in the morning. I don't stink at all because I take probably like three, three, two, two baths a day. But without hormones, oh my gosh. Woo! Oh for real? It's 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 horrible. 
It's horrible. Yeah. Did you notice a smell change? Facts. If I'm your body. If you're not on hormones, okay. honey, if for something for some reason it, it makes me get musty faster. Uh and I don't oh, get musty yeah. fast at all anyway, but it does. Yeah. Uh yeah, testosterone brought a smell change too. Mm. All over. Um kinda. I mean, I think I think I think I one, yeah, there was a smell change. Cause you know, the body hair is changing, the skin is changing, all that stuff. But I think more so for me, it's like the there is a change that's like stronger, but not like extra, extra strong. But it's more so an issue because of the to me, because of the hair, because now I have all this hair on my body. And so I'm sweating in these places that I just never sweat before. And I used to be like Mia Munchi mentioned about being drenched. You know, I wasn't wearing undershirts all the time. I didn't know I had to wear, <laughs> start wearing undershirts all the time. And so I was out. I remember being back when I was living back in Milwaukee for a little bit. And I was out at like a school reunion kind of thing. You know, I went to the gay school. I went to the art school. So it was a lot of family. And we like, hey. And I'm just like, all I did was like go upstairs. And it was a lot of people. And I was just like wet. Mm. Wet, 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 wet. I thought something was wrong with me. For a quick second, because I was like, shit, I'm sweating, like, are my hormones off? You know what I'm saying? Like, do I need to go get my levels checked? You know, because if you extra hot, that could signal that some your hormone levels are off. They might yeah. be, you know, off, might be too high or too low. And so, um, anyway, so, no, I was just hair on my back, hair on my stomach, hair on my arm, you know. I got, like, whimsical hair on my armpit, like, two pieces of hair. <laughs> just like, you know what I'm saying? It's random. But my booty, my back, my stomach. Everywhere. Yeah. Mm. The, 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 the core, the abdomen, the, yeah, that part of my, the, that part of my body got the most hair. The happy trail. The happy trail. And it, and, it make it, and it makes it stink. Yeah. So I got to be extra. Well, this yeah. was the impromptu <laughs> teach you that hormones is going to change your motherfucking body conversation. You can't control it. In more ways than you know. <laughs> It's a lifelong journey. <laughs> it really is. Oh my God, I want to thank all of our new patrons this week. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Yay, 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 yay. So not only are you helping to sustain this particular podcast, you know, I also donate to other podcasts. I donate to other organizations. I have my finger on the post of the community and i know a lot of grassroots organizations that are doing great work out here so you're not only helping to sustain us you're helping to sustain other people in a community because i put my money where my mouth is you know that's just the kind of bitch i am community is fuck (laughs) so thank you i really really appreciate you and if you have not become a patron why have you not? You can donate as low as a dollar a month. It doesn't matter. Anything helps. Please. Do I have to play Sarah McLaughlin and show you puppies? Like, what do I have to do? Do I have to do resort to what the white people do to get you to give them money? <laughs> All righty. Anyway, thank y'all. And the Patreon and PayPal link is at the bottom. Back to the show. 2022 is starting off kind of interesting. Uh, no surprise, Republicans are being on trash ass shit as they have been. 
And one of the soup du jour, one of the topics that they're getting folks all riled up about is trans folks. Um, they started 2022 off. Republican lawmakers, I saw an article where in seven different states already during this first week of 2022, uh, they passed, introduced rather, at least nine measures that target trans and non-binary youth, such as their ability to participate in sports, receive gender affirming care, or use the bathroom. The states that they are doing this in are Arizona, Alabama, Indiana, Kentucky, Oklahoma, New Hampshire, and South Dakota. The National Women's Law Center said, Unfortunately, I think we're getting ready to watch a race to the bottom among legislators who are in competition to see who can do the most harm to trans kids. Um, yeah, so, so mm -hmm, yeah, and um, the majority of this, the past week's uh, measures kind of mirror some of the stuff that was happening last year where they were targeting trans kids around, trans youth around sports that align with their gender identity um, and also around restricting care, uh, access to care, um, like in Arkansas, for example, and Tennessee. We know that 30 states have introduced restrictions on trans athletes last year, and that in nine states enacted the legislation into law, according to the Human Rights Campaign. Also, one of the things is in South Dakota with this legislation, they have an interesting one where they're trying to block trans kids from using multi-occupancy shower rooms, restrooms, or locker rooms specifically what? um so they yes. can't even go to the all gender ones so they're so they're basically <laughs> forcing them to choose a gender that's so shady right. and so it says however republican state no not choose one choose the one that they want them to choose republican exactly. state rep fred deutsch who introduced yes, the bill denied that the bill involved trans youth and disparage the concept of gender identity. Girl, <laughs> disparage, the con disparage the concept of gender identity. We don't um, exist. That's what so, they don't want us to exist. But hold up, hold up, hold up. The South Dakota proposal would also allow students to sue their school district if they encounter trans students in any of these settings or if a teacher permits trans students to use single sex bathrooms that align with their gender identity. I'm gonna read that one more time. Mm -hmm. <laughs> the South Dakota proposal would also allow students to students, other students who are not trans to sue their school district if they encounter a trans student in any of these settings, like multi-occupancy bathrooms, or if a teacher permits trans students to use single sex bathrooms that align. If a teacher permits a trans student to use a single sex bathroom that aligns with their students gender identity. Now, this should sound familiar. <laughs> uh huh. <laughs> a little bit. Tactical, right? tactically. Right. Because we know in Texas, <laughs> come on, this uh, abortion case, come right, on, that the court kicked back and said, "We're not. We know it's illegal, but we're not going to deal with it." Ah. so y'all deal with it in the states where they said, 
We mm-hmm. actually are going to allow the citizens to get involved. Right. To right. be able if to we... sue. It is a tactical thing. So, right. instead, so, so since we can't do it, the the people can say, oh, if you got it, if I know you got an abortion and I know somebody drove you there and I know somebody gave it to you, I can actually sue. It actually uh, puts it in the hands of crazy people instead of the regular regular law. So right. this is a tactic. Right. Yeah, this is this is that's this a is, gag. But you know, looking back at the uh the person who was with the National Women's Law Center saying, mm-hmm. I think we're getting ready to watch a race to the bottom among legislators who are in competition to see who can do the most harm. You know, whether it's this targeting trans youth, we know like we're just talking about the abortion situation in Texas, where it's like you can deputize anybody can be deputized to stop right. can say, Oh, are you Get an abortion? This is the person driving? They're arrested. Figure out your way home or whatever the fuck, right? So, but in the bigger picture, they don't want everything but the kitchen sink with these pieces of legislation to see what can get through the courts and things to kind of challenge things where it's like states can do to get to a place, I think, where it's a situation where each state can do what they want. And they're trying to dismantle some of these broader protections that trans people have under Obama uh, when he was president and how we expanded the 14th Amendment and expanded the coverage around sex and what it means to be a protected class to include trans people and not just assign female at birth uh, women. Um, and so they're trying to challenge all these things. So eventually, I don't want to get too into a rabbit hole because I can go in, but Basically, it's all connected and there's going to be a lot more um, really problematic legislation. Like you mentioned, Diamond, it's a tactic and not necessarily in some way something to take seriously. It's serious because it impacts people's lives. But it's also we're also in a very like political moment where the Republicans have decided, you know, to go kind of fucking hell, basically to see who can do the most awful shit. And they Basically. always decide to go ham, y'all. Like yeah, what I don't exactly. understand. This I exactly. wish the side that I am forced to vote moderately. I'm forced to vote for these moderate not shit fucking liberals. I'm forced because I don't have any other choice. I'm not going to fucking vote for no fucking Republican, but I'm yep. forced to 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 fucking vote for these fucking pussyfoot ass motherfuckers who don't want to be aggressive on our exactly. side. Oh, exactly. we, gotta, we have to reach across exactly. the aisle. Exactly. We have, to, we have exactly. to compromise. We have to do all of these things while they are being aggressive as shit on yeah, the they other don't care. side. But, I and want they our side been. to be aggressive. Yeah, like you said, they've always been too. That's the thing. They've always been. I remember with uh, the Creating Change Conference for the National Gay and Lesbian Task Force, or the task force they're called now. That conference used to be held in November. But because the onslaught of legislation that happened back to back to back to back to back in the early 2000s around marriage for gay people, we would come, I used to go to that conference every year, five, six years in a row in the early 2000s. We would get to the conference And it would always be some people, some state that just, or states that just got defeated. Yeah. Because it used to be in November. It used to be like the week after elections, election day. And so now the conference is in January. And a part of that decision, I think I recall, was made because 
it was just like people didn't have time to re, you know, kind of reset after dealing with these onslaughts year right. after year after year, you know. But that's another point in time where the Republicans were like, "All right, we got our playbook. We going after this state, this state, this state, this state, this state." Mm-hmm. And also, like yourself, now, I mean, I'm kind of over it with the with the other party, with the Democratic Party, because it's like, are y'all gonna fight or not? Because you sitting here trying to protect this white supremacy at the expense of losing the whole fucking thing. Or right. you may not know that you're t- protecting white yeah. supremacy. You're protecting capitalism because the money is in their pockets. You feel what I'm saying? Yeah, it's, but it's, it's racialized. Like, facts, absolutely, definitely. Yeah. They, no, but they that. can they can be. A, 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 they, of course, we know they all are intertwined, but they can be uh like in their mind be oblivious to that. Like, oh, this is not a racial issue, or mm-hmm. this is not. No, all of these things are connected. We know we know they are connected because we can easily see how the tactics are transferred over in other sectors and other issues and other problems. Exactly. That's why when we all when we talk about how why me per- personally how I know that I don't have any skin in the game when it comes to um, abortions, but I know I need to be an ally in that fight because they are going, once they go after birthing people's ability to have agency of their body, they're going to come after ours too. It's going to, yeah, in, it's in another way, it's all is connected. Mm-hmm. What if you didn't even just say that you're trans, you're just non-binary or you're somebody who it's just gender gender ambiguous and you don't identify anything. You kind of just look androgynous almost. And you decide to go somewhere and somebody's like, there's that transgender. I think that's so horrible for somebody to be able to say, hey, this is what you can and what you can't do. And most of the time it's coming from somebody who's ignorant. They don't even know what transgender is. Mm-hmm. And with that said, it got me thinking about like self-care as well, just because, you know, they about to come for us just because. They ain't got shit to do, you know what I'm saying? And not really even necessarily trying to think about the damage that, you know what I mean? Like a lot of it's going to be, we're proposing these things. Most of the shit that's going to be put out there is going to take up a lot of space and not get passed. But it doesn't, but it's going to be, that's a lot though, too, to constantly have this shit thrown in your face. To constantly Um, have to go to fucking Austin and be at the Capitol talking and preaching and dealing and, and telling your story and all that kind of stuff. And then... You know, with kids not having the maturity and not having, you get what I'm saying? Some of them, you know, they they have their family support usually, um, not all the time. But uh, in in that regards, yeah. we've seen um, Trevor Project, which is an organization that is, you know, they have a whole system of um, um, preventing suicide and, you know, all that kind of stuff. They literally have released reports saying that because of this legislation, because of this mm-hmm. uptick in the legislation, that, that statistically in, in when it comes to their calls, they are getting more calls of people, you know, with suicidal ideations. And so in my, right. it, it, you get what I'm saying? That this is literally affecting our mental health by seeing this these types of attack go on across all the country and so yes self-care is really important yes it, it is really important for us to um you know to be fighting this but also when it's time to rest and and take care of yourself and and disconnect do that definitely definitely um i came across this uh page about self-care tips for trans and non-binary folks uh from george mason university we'll definitely include the link and um some other stuff they talk about, we already kind of know, like, it's like, find calm, you know, with enduring context of violence against folks 
outside of white cis hetero identities, particularly black people and trans folks, non-binary, gender non-conforming folks, this can seem like an impossible test, but think long and hard about what makes you feel relaxed and at ease, could involve listening to music, working out, doing yoga, meditating, cookie, cooking, not cookie, or cookies, um, <laughs> but, can, but can involve small things that make you feel better. Um, a couple other things, I won't go too in depth to the other ones, but they are unplug, you know, uh, if you're feeling overwhelmed by the news, sleep, disconnect from your devices, even leave them in another room, you know, try to get eight hours of sleep. I know most, I'm going to take a gander and say most trans folks are not getting eight hours of sleep because of, you know, the world, um, <laughs> including myself, you know, um, it says pivot to action. When things are out of your control, you can start to feel helpless or hopeless, challenging your inner, channeling your energy into taking action can help, whether that's political activism, volunteer work, etc. cetera. Um, power yourself through education, express yourself, connect with support systems, they even have a link to Trevor Space that you mentioned. Um, and then it says get help and has some resources around uh, counseling and psychology services. But yeah, I think this is like critical, especially I think connecting with support system, connecting with other people. You know, isolation is a big thing for us as trans people, plus COVID, plus now this piece too. Um, yeah. But, you know, so, yeah, so what, yeah, so those are, those are, the, yeah, I, I thought this was just a, an important thing to bring up. One, because it's like, we need to be on alert that this is happening, but also, like, we also need to think about uh, self-care as well, since we know we're about to deal with a whole onslaught of some, some BS uh, in uh, 2022. Let us know what y'all think, you know, about uh, self-care tips as well as, you know, this legislation that's come that's coming up. Um, that's impacting you where you're at and uh, how you're navigating that. And hit us up. Let us know. Marshall's hashtag Marshall's Click. We got some good news. We got a fucking win in Texas, which is really rare because Texas. <laughs> hey. Texas is you. You know, they do what the fuck they want to do. We, you know, during the pandemic, we've been getting our life, honey. And you can go anywhere, bitch. You don't need no vaccination card. Wow. You don't even need a mask in some places. For real? Yeah, they just be like, girl, fuck it. Texas don't fuck it, girl. Fun. Fuck it. Wow. It's all they not a fuck good thing, but that's all I'm saying. Controlling women's bodies, making sure the trendies stay in line. You know, <laughs> the black folks is doing what they need to do. That's it, honey. The important <laughs> things. But a pandemic, we don't give a fuck. Be free. Priorities. <laughs> <That's laughs> yeah. Uh, Vac- no. no. Your body, your choice. Only for vaccinations. Oh yeah, Cancun, Ted Cruz ass. Yeah, yeah, little yeah. Teddy. <laughs> baby, he said, "Oh, you have a snorestone, baby. We're going to the tropics." Luckily, we have Beto O'Rourke running for governor again, so we we have a chance to get okay. Greg Greg Abbott out of this fucking um out of his long standing fucking trashy ass Greg, Greg Abbott. Yeah, so we have a. <laughs> uh, I'm just excited. So Beto O'Rourke. Okay, go ahead. Okay. Right. So hopefully, hopefully, <laughs> get some new good things in. Fingers crossed, though. Texas is a little rigid. Hmm. But um, but good news, like I said, um, we definitely have a win on the trans side this time. 
there is a um a 47 year old woman um named christine nicole i'm gonna fuck her name up it's iglesias <laughs> i-g-l-e-s-i baby messed that up <laughs> but you but you get the idea sorry christina um she she's 47 she initially went to prison when she was 19 years old and she the, the interesting part is the reason why she went to prison it wasn't something heinous she didn't kill anybody she didn't rob nobody she didn't um give nobody coronavirus on purpose you know she, she didn't <laughs> do none of those things she um but i guess it but it was a, a really he- hefty thing that she did do so um she had to serve at least 20 years for sending well, she was 19 when she did this for sending death threats to the british government what? and so first of, you know terrorism and things of that nature will play it out too much too friendly within things here honey free they my get the girl christina free my girl free fuck, my fuck girl. them <laughs> like, right. fuck the uk right. is fucking <laughs> Uh, honey, colonial, honey, colonial. war, girl, fuck the UK, free my girl, war the whole globe out, okay? <laughs> Child, you ain't been in Frankfurt in years, girl. No shame, no fucking shame. <laughs> no minute. Okay, so. Honey, we done lost Betty White child and we ain't lost Queen Elizabeth. Fuck the motherfuckers. No. Yeah, yeah. We didn't say shit about Betty White. Rest in peace. My bad. Child, <laughs> get out of here. I do not want us to overlook the fact that Mia is said that she was convicted of this at 19. Yeah, 19. a baby. So yeah. come on now. She's getting 20 years for and it was a making threats. Crime. Right, yeah. get the fuck out of here. Y'all doing too fucking much. She's been trying to get a sex change surgery since 2016, and she's been denied, like, since forever until last month. Um, So they actually approved her for her surgery, which is a, a huge hey. win. Um, you know that she only happens in California and per- in places where you are at um, LJ. Let's go, um, yeah. Yeah, yep. over there, honey. You know, they only approve the girls for things like that over there. This is a gag for Texas. You can't even, you know, get your gender marker change on your birth certificate unless you have a sex change. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's crazy. Like, um, so um they were actually able to um affirm it for her. And so I I I, I think that's amazing. I do want to say this though, like um, out of like, I think, let me see, one in six, um, out of one in six Americans, um, let me be sure, out of one in six uh, transgender Americans, um, one in two Black transgender Americans have been sent, incarcerated at some point in their lives. So it's mm-hmm. a lot of, of trans, Black trans people being incarcerated, which is not something surprising because we are Black people at yeah. the end of the day, period. Um, that is something that is really, really hard to think of for me. Um, when I say think of for me, like I like just how that would be in prison as a trans woman. I was watching um, a um, a show on TV with trans women, and they were able to have like their own group. Um, they were able to get makeup for themselves. Um, 
they were it, it looked like they were able to affirm them but i think it was in california so i i feel like it's picking up um as far as like um the rights we're getting and and stuff but i think that you know with anything there's going to be pushback from what lj was saying there's always going to be ways that they try to strategically undermine the successes that we have in our movements and so um I just want to say that I'm happy that she got a win, even though she had to serve 20 years or 20, 20 plus years of her life wow. for that type of um, petty crime. I, I feel like the sentence was a little harsh. But my question to you guys is um, like, what, what do y'all think about the, the, sentencing, the sentencing of her crime? And um, do y'all think that she should be allowed the surgery? Why or why not? I think, I think she's... Oh. Go ahead. Mm-hmm. Go ahead. Mm. I was going to say, that when I did, looking at the timing of her crime, it looks like it was around shortly after 9-11. So that makes sense for that time and the hypervigilance at that time with like the Patriot Act and all the extra that they were doing at that time. They even had, they started spying on international students through student exchange visitor information system, CVIS. That's something I remember working on when I was even in school. And, uh, you know, it's a lot. So I think they could have, I think the sentence for the time when she was sentenced makes sense for that era. I mean, people are still in Guantanamo Bay with no charges today. So it's a lot of folks that got wrapped up or swept up in, reacting to 9-11 um, unfairly. Um, but I think they should have re-evaluated it before now. But I also think it's excellent that she's getting her surgery. Yeah. So I think I think she deserves it. Um, Why yeah. do you think it's excellent, though? Uh, I just kind of want people should have like their things. Perspective. Like, okay. you know, I mean, I, I, I don't know. I think she should be able to have surgery. And also, she's in federal court. So that's, I mean, in federal prison. So that must, that's covered differently than if she would have been in Texas's state prison. So, you know, that's the thing too. So um, it makes sense that she would be able to get it under the Biden administration. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm thinking. They could have played her ass. <laughs> they could have said, oh, you almost, we, don't want, we don't want to pay for this shit. You almost done with your little time. Let's let's let her out a little bit early <laughs> so we don't have to pay for her surgery. <laughs> it's good, it's good fact, politics. Yeah, but the fact that they're doing it before she get out so, you know, she, she could get it funded or whatever um, is, is cool. Um, I think the when I agree with a trans person getting their surgery funded while they're in prison. It depends on the circumstances for me. Y'all know for years, I have not been fully aligned with um, anybody who has been following me for years. I have not been fully aligned with giving prisoners um, affirming surgery. I don't know. Why haven't you been fully aligned on There's something weird about a girl being, to me, in my spirit, in my spirit a girl being out 
and just struggling hard as hell to pay for her gender affirming surgery. And then this person goes to jail for a crime that they committed and they get to get it funded by the government. That feels uncomfortable for me. That feels like weird. It feels like, mm. and then the case that i really made the statement on, there was a, a guy, quote unquote, who was married to his wife at the time it was i'm saying his at the time at the time he was married to his wife and this was a white trans man i mean trans woman (laughs) of course (laughs) right (laughs) survey says uh probably (laughs) so wait wait wait. i think i remember so she was married at the time it was he he was married to his wife killed her went to went to prison for killing her and then transitioned in prison look and then tried to petition the court to pay for their sex change girl the bitch you not only was you fucking abusive to your wife no get the fuck out of here we the taxpayers are about to pay for your fucking sex change Be- i don't know it just gets fucking weird like it, in the in certain circumstances it it's like mm-mm, i don't feel comfortable with this so it, when i made that stance it was in that particular circumstances where i was like dude you killed your wife and right. now you go to prison and you transition in prison and all of a sudden taxpayers supposed to pay your shit and we supposed to, you know, I don't like that. It was, I didn't like the circumstances of the situation. Um, but with this one, with Christina Inglesis, in my mind, I feel like this was this one was appropriate because she was, she was trans before she went to prison, apparently. And so at, at she made a mistake at 19, so she wasn't able to be out and hustling to try to get her surgery and blah, 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 blah. So yeah, yeah, I feel in this particular, and this, this was a nonviolent situation. So for me, I feel in this particular situation, yeah, go ahead and fund it, go ahead and pay for it. So it, for me, it really is the circumstances, the case that really makes a difference in my decision. If I was like a judge or if I was somebody, you know, me as my public opinion, it's based on the circumstances of the situation where I'm like, oh yeah, go ahead and fund it in that situation. But sometimes situations mm. be like, mm-mm. Yeah, because mm. you know the girls get, mm, I'm, I think I, I kind of sit where Diamond, Diamond is. I think it should be circumstantial because then it gets into like that whole turfy type of thing where they're where Back. they say like you could pretend to be another gender just to cross over to the female prison uh-huh. like imagine the girls trying oh. to get the boys trying to get crafty but i don't want to sound turfy i'm just i just don't know what goes through your mind and you're facing jail senate prison and stuff and what you know what options you might turn to i don't and i don't want to um them them like demean anybody's transition either because I think everybody's transition is valid also. But um everybody has different choices, right? Different reasonings why they transition. And as far as her her case, like I said, I'm like this is why I'm not I'm for prison abolition. Um because and or something because this fucking shit like you said something something you know something gotta change something gotta change because i don't feel like a person that made 
a non-violent mistake at 19 should be in jail till they fucking 47. I just it was not that that's right. I just I think that there should be when I think there should be guaranteed um when with cases that are non-violent, I think it should be guaranteed like parole after a certain period do you see what i'm saying i think it should be guaranteed it should be all parole or probation or whatever what it is i want the whole system be to be done but until we get there i feel like there should be something where you're not sitting in a fucking jail for that long over some mistake that you made at 19 20 something years old i think that that's whack i think that it's horrible i think 20 years was too fucking long and the fact that she's been in been in there that long it's just it's just that's an injustice that is not Mm -hmm. rehabilitation that is not making a difference she could you get i'm saying yeah maybe give her some time but shit when does it get to the point where i get to prove that yo i changed i fucked up when i was 19 do you know how many fucked up situations i would if i went to jail every time i fucking did something wrong pre-25 I would be have so much time on my motherfucking hands. I did, the, you know, I was stealing. I was fucking fighting people. I was fucking, <laughs> you know, doing all kinds of writing, honey stunting, writing bad checks. I was doing all kinds of fucking <laughs> shit when I was younger that I wouldn't right. do now at my age now because I was fucking trying to hustle and survive and da 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 da. They would have fucking <laughs> threw the book at me if I would have got caught. So in those situations, it's like shit. Like uh, I don't feel like I should have been in prison for so fucking long for some. I'll make my fucking mistakes, especially especially when we got circumstances in 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 our society where motherfuckers are protected by money, where motherfuckers are protected by their race, where motherfuckers are protected by where they live, where literally the system is built against people who are in poverty, who are black, who are who are trans. Where literally we are more exposed to the imbalance of justice in this system. No. It's just, I just don't think it's fair. I just don't, I, I will never think it's fair. And it's just inappropriate. I just, it, there needs mm. to be a change where there is some type of guarantee where somebody nonviolent, um, a nonviolent crime, you don't have to be in jail for this fucking long. That's crazy. I agree. I, I think that the system is so fucked up that like, like it's so fucked up. They've done so much fucked up shit. Like in order to correct it, they they would have to do so much. They would have to do so much in order to reform it. I, it it's and so fucked up. Yeah, they. I, I think it's. I think I agree with you, Diamond. Completely. You said that like you think it's unfair if like a girl was able to work for her her surgery versus a girl just being quote unquote well not quote unquote but like basically handed the surgery in jail. Um, like what if they had a life sentence? Like, what if they have no no way to get out to work for like the girl that's out? Does that make a difference? Even though, even if like they they did transition before j- a prison. Hmm. Or do I would you still feel the same way? Like, I think it's all circumstantial. I think that they would, if you anybody who transitioned before, definitely, you know give them their fucking shit but i don't know the whole transition after you go to prison uh, it's, <laughs> it's just circumstances what you do while you in there are you you get what i'm saying are you doing your thing like as far as like getting on your moans 
Are you doing your hormone regimen? Are you doing your um, counseling work? Are you doing, are you, are you a great citizen in there? Are you, I don't know. I don't know. I, that's, it's very complicated. Um, but for me, I, yeah, I, I think you should, if it, if your transition is serious and you've been doing it for years <clears throat> and there's a time limit where you've been in there living your truth, then maybe so. Maybe, yeah, go ahead and give that girl her surgery. I think it's circumstances. I, it's definitely a circumstance. It, it gets it gets tough for me, but I still feel uncomfortable that is bitches out here struggling to get their SRS child, and you in there and you done committed crimes in your ass, <laughs> and your ass is getting funded by the government. Your your, your cooter cat is getting funded by the government. Child. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, not your cooter cat. And that may be that may be be operating from a place of scarcity, but girl, no, like you, Mia, like it's like you, Mia, you've been wanting SRS for years, and you saving, and you doing your thing. Imagine, you know, some person goes to prison and get it, and your ass out here struggling. I don't know. That feels weird to me. Maybe that's but they wrong with the, the thing. The diamond, they probably get the Frankenstein ones. The Frankenstein. Oh, doctor. shit. Oh, shit, y'all. <laughs> LJ, don't oh, even shit. play. You know oh, shit, y'all. The brand new doctors that's just, you know, trying yeah. to get a point. Figuring their shit out. Yeah, from I don't know. Yeah. And then, There's a bigger market. Yeah, I get it. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, you're you know, in the pussy, honey. So, I'm not going to be jealous of a Frankenpuss. So real, so real quick, not related it's to Franken Puss. <laughs> Unrelated to Franken Puss. The, the 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 one of the you know one of the biggest cases I knew about in terms of uh, trans men in prison was around Kai Peterson, who was this black trans man who was jailed for defending himself against sexual assault and was in, was incarcerated for a minute um, and was released finally uh, last year. Um, you can look his story up. Ky. P-E-T-E-R-S-O-N. Yeah. But there's a lot of organizers. I'm sure you've talked we've, about it on the show quite a bit. <laughs> we've talked about it many times. Yeah. We actually have tried yeah. to get him on the show. Oh, word. So cheers to her, Trista Christina, being able to get her sex change, her SRS operation. Um, hashtag Marsha's Plate, if you guys have any stories that you want us to talk about um, as far as visibility with trans people incarcerated? We'd love to to give them some shine to draw some type of attention to their cases. It to yourself. Let love take over. Let love take over. Let love take over. And I speak life and light and joy over your week. Thanks, Peter Collins. That was beautiful. In my 
life, I run across, because I'm activist and I travel, I run across a lot of trans people. So I don't want to say that I know every single trans person. <laughs> but if you have any semblance of visibility or, you know, you you got an online presence, more than likely I have run into you or I know you. I may not I may not have met you, but I, you know, I got you on my friends list or, you know, I've you know, I know a lot of trans people. So sometimes when I am navigating the world, one of them will just vanish like they'll be you be like, OK, well she was really, really active, or he was really, really active, or they was really, really active, and now all of a sudden, they're just vanished from the face of the earth, and one of those people um, recently that I have been um, really thinking about is this activist out of D.C. named Ashley Love. She's a Black trans woman, and <clears throat> she back when, back probably like early 2010s, you know, she was really visible in talking about um, trans stuff. And she would always post pictures with her and celebrities because she loves going to like concerts and stuff and, and stuff like that. So with her, you I saw her online all the time, but all of a sudden she was just fucking gone. <coughs> and so I posted a, a, um, a, a status like, what happened to Ashley Love? Da, 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 da. And somebody linked me to her sister's post that said, she's missing her only sister, Ashley Love. Please help me find her. She is still currently missing and it's hitting me harder than ever. Please, Lord God, protect and watch over her wherever she may be and keep her safe and bring her home. Let her know how much I love her and how special she is to the LGBT community. I I love you. This is your big sister. I pray I see you soon and will not stop looking for wow. you. This photo was taken in Laguna Beach in 2006 um, and she has been missing. And so I wanted to talk about, you know, cases of trans people missing because this seems to be a theme that I am that I am seeing. Because we are trans, a lot of times our stories, uh, when we come up missing, don't get the same kind of boost from people. Publicity. Publicity. Mm -hmm. Now, as a Black person, you know, we the, across the board, Black people becoming missing, particular Black girls, don't, Children. Get, mm -hmm. the, that don't get the kind of publicity. Soon as we see, uh, honey, uh, a little white girl come up missing, baby. It's all over national news. It is on Good Morning America. Absolutely. It's on, you know, all those things, all the platforms. We all, you know, we recently had an incident with the white girl with her husband and, you know, her boyfriend or whatever. Then her being on tape with him. I can't remember her name, but, you know, it was all over the news. Remember when they couldn't find her and he done, yeah. got, oh, yeah. he done, he done came up missing? And so recently, one of the cases that uh, that really had come to mind, so I had been contacted by this news organization about um, this case in Charlottesville, Virginia. Her name is Sage Smith. She had came up missing. There was a suspect. There was a trade literally 
people he had told people that he that he had been with her there's camera footage of them going to the same place he runs is that at the resort i'm not at the resort at the place that she was last at um yeah it was where she was at and he he was supposed to come to talk to the police and he runs and now he's missing and they can't find him and so this was back in 2012 her name is sage smith and so in her case there was no national um and recently there's a girl named sequoia but in sage smith's case it was quite interesting because when she came up missing and they had all these connections and all this um literally they there was a trail pointing to this dude they had his name they had people who said that they he told them that he was with her but then he lied to the police and said that he wasn't so all Damn. these clues that said this is your guy this is the person right. and they let it go they they you know they didn't move on the situation and he ended up fleeing okay so now she's missing and he's missing and so this same area a white girl came up missing and it got tons of publicity tons of attention tons 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 in this same area and they actually found her they found her body they found her she the the white girl she was dead and so unfortunately and so but when i was contacted by the news organization this year well 2021 um they were contacting me because they were doing a story on a missing person and they were doing the story on a trans person and they were like yo do you know about this case and i was like yes i actually been following this case for years and don't understand why you know they ignore trans people's cases and when it comes to missing person report so i wanted to hear what y'all think about it because in that conversation we literally in the moment we're doing research in around the country about missing trans people and how the cases just go cold because don't nobody give a fuck have y'all heard of any kind of cases like this it's tragic and expected unfortunately um you know What's expected about it? That folks aren't looking. You know, um, when Elizabeth Smart, that white girl, went missing back in the early 2000s, yeah. at the same time, there was this black girl named Alexis Patterson in Milwaukee who went missing. She was a little girl. She went missing first, I believe, and there was a search. And then this white girl went missing, and all the attention, it just was a shit show. Around that same time is when the R. Kelly tape came out. Around that same time. I'm from Milwaukee. It's down the street from Chicago. Yep. It was very clear to me, <laughs> as I sat in Madison during my freshman year of college, that motherfuckers do not give a fuck about black feminine girls. Right. Period. Because R. Kelly is on this new thing called going viral, Napster and shit, and people buying DVDs of him having sex raping a 14-year-old child. And it was okay. Simultaneously. Right. And simul and it was just like a regular part of it. It was not like today. It was like, yeah, you know, plus right. It was on DVD. Right. 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 And those children, you know, as as we can see, some of them went missing in their own ways. And then the situation to have the situation with Alexis Peterson going on at the same time 
with Elizabeth Smart, it left a big, it made a big impact on me um, at that time. Like, I already knew what the fuck was up because we all know what's up. But to be in that moment at like 19 years old, I'm on my own. I knew people that went to the schools that he tar- R. Kelly targeted and, you know, new people impact, you know, so it just was like so close to home um, that it became very clear, you know. And so when I think about when it comes to trans folks, you know, and the value that's placed on our lives, we are all we got at the end of the fucking day because they're yeah. not checking for our shit as black people, period. Then we talk about black trans people, any black people, period. They, you know, yeah, that they, you know, you know what I'm saying? So shit is real anyway. Yeah. When you, LJ, when you talk about like, because I, when I heard you say compared to trans people, like how disproportionate it is, like the way people care about um, things that happen to us as a community. The argument I hear about that all the time is that, oh, you know, y'all have so much privilege when, when um, from the other side, y'all, y'all have all these rights, y'all have, they align us to white people because of the white people in, in our movement being able to help us get more access to different things. But um I was saying that to say, like, it just, it's just weird to, um, oh, shit, I forgot where I was going with that. Or they, say, or they say we have, we're such a small number of people. Y'all such a low percentage that, uh, that it's almost because we have a low number in regards to the percentage of the world that they, they're dismissing and we, they should, like, they shouldn't care about us. Yeah. That's, that's what I was meaning. Thank you, Diamond. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I Also, what it makes me think, mm-hmm. just on a level of marginalized people, I remember, you know, that Elizabeth Smart situation because, you know, I was in the Midwest too at that time and it was ridiculous. And we two hours from Chicago too. And so right. in in that in 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 that situation, it was very clear in the circles of that I was in, in the circle of black women, we were very clear that these motherfuckers don't give a fuck about us. This is a clear sign that people don't care. Um, but also another scenario, really another scenario is what, what it sparked in my memory in my mind is the Jeffrey Dahmer situation. Now this is years past that. That's but, Milwaukee. But, right. That's that same, in the same area. When, when he, um, he was literally targeting black gay men. And he knew um, how that this was a marginalized community. This is a community that folks wasn't even going to look. Now, there was other marginalized people that he got. Like he, um, I don't know if I'm pronouncing this right. I always fuck this, but Lao, L-O. He was Laotian. Yeah. Yeah, that. Um, in those situations, one of his victims was that. He was a child. Tri- yeah, he was child. a child. And, the, and he was outside naked with the police. Mm-hmm. Um, the police found him. And Jeffrey Dahmer naked. Really a black girl. I mean, he was naked. The boy with the child was naked. Yes. And the cops were like, oh, this is some faggot shit, whatever. A black girl. A black girl found him. Just so you know, a black girl Mm. found him. And she called the police and was like, no, like he's not about to go with you. And when the police came, like she was literally protecting him. She said that he had blood coming out of his booty. 
like literally naked, a naked little 14 year old, or was he 14? Somewhere in his early teens. And she saw it and caught like, no, when Jeffrey was trying to take him back from her, she was like, no, he's not going with you. I'm calling the police. And the, and the police came and let the boy go. Yeah, with dismissed Jeffrey Dahmer, dismiss it as some, like you said, as some just gay stuff, and that's just gay people doing what they doing. But I'm, but it, it, I'm saying that because Jeffrey would go to gay clubs and go after these marginalized groups of gay men, and because he knew <laughs> that nobody would give a fuck. You know, I think you know when I came out, it was in the shadow of that mm-hmm. around that time, and it's a lot of those still bars were still open, and I think about the way that and you know folks really do kind of look after each other in milwaukee and i'm very grateful for that and you know just right now having this conversation like i always knew that was a part of what was going on that impacted that but i think that really you know there is a level of just like folks just kind of looking out for each other even if we're not best friends i just see you in community kind of thing um in milwaukee and i'm and i'm and i'm i know for sure that that impacted that because the community had to organize. I remember black organizations and LGBT organizations working together to organize to deal with this Jeffrey Dahmer shit when it was going down. Because it was very clear that they did not give a fuck about these black boys and Asian boys that were being targeted by by Jeffrey Dahmer. And even with that, yeah, I'm sorry, my bad. In my my area in Indianapolis, it was Herb um, Baumeister. He was Ooh. an American. He was an American. You know, he was in Indiana, and he was he was from. What he would do, he would go to gay bars in Indianapolis. This was around um, like the, like the early nineties. This is when I was just coming out, and he would pick up, uh, you know, queer folks trans gay men da 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 and take them back to his house kill them and bury them in his yard and so wow. um this this is what i was growing up this is this is one of those things where it wasn't only it, it was two things that uh, that anti-gay adults talked about when it when they were trying to convince me not to be part of the um, lgbt community AIDS scare you <laughs> aids yeah. and serial killers you see this day they they gonna you know it's a serial killer out here killing y'all gay boys so look don't be gay <laughs> and then, then and it's AIDS. what you gonna do go ahead coming out do you feel like the sense of community at that time was was a little bit more protective because I felt like there still was like a protective kind of energy, even you know, yeah. Anyway, but just like still kind of looking out. I don't know. Did you feel that kind of energy or no? I don't know. I was going through so much at that time mm-hmm. in my life with my my interpersonal family that mm-hmm. um, and coming into community was like. Um, from my perspective as a young teen trying to come into my own coming of age, the community was paradise. I was looking at community with rose colored glasses. 
Right, look, right. This was right. this was going into community, going to gay bars, going to gay parties, going to older gay people's house and partying and having mm. fun. This, it was a freedom. It was a freedom that I didn't get to have. I didn't have to deal with the microaggressions of the world in these particular spaces. I hadn't, you get what I'm saying? I hadn't been in there long enough to get the negative of community. So when I was yeah. during this time, I can't say that... Um, I was looking at it a, a whole rose colored glasses. Now that I'm older and I'm looking back, there was a lot of fucked up predatory shit that was happening within yeah. community that um that I was exposed to <laughs> that that um that was that that looking back on it it didn't feel like it was safe or protective or any kind of thing. I felt like, you know, it was fucked up. <laughs> but but when I was going through it at the time in the 90s, it did feel like, oh, my God, I'm safe. I can, you know, I can go to um, these clubs and have fun and be free and dress how I want to dress and not worry about being called a faggot and not worry about <laughs> being called a, 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 a he, she and all this kind of stuff. I actually could actually, um, you know, be free and live my life. So I was looking at it through, you know, a rose colored lens. Yeah, yeah, and let me be clear. I, it, I'm, I'm not saying it's, you know, uh, perfect or paradise. I just, I mean, more in a, in a I'm in more in a loose way too, um, in terms of looking out, just kind of like around, you know, just I don't know. So kind of around the way, kind of thing, kind of yeah, you know, like yeah. like your community, like Crime Stoppers, like having people come to like like community in your school like um like people coming to your school talking to children um making sure like they knew what to do if a stranger approached you like what what to yell what to say some of that stuff still sticks to me to the to this day so mm -hmm. i do feel like it was a a a, a kind of a better sense of community back then well in the south too I, this this is the perfect way for me to describe <clears throat> describe community there that for mm -hmm. the, the dichotomy of it there was a girl on hostro <laughs> that i would see when i was younger her name was miss ridley i've talked about her before briefly but super super passable trans woman but she was a crackhead she was just she's just you know she, she's always out on the hostro doing her thing da 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 miss mm. ridley would from within the matter of minutes protect me from getting in a car with some dude <laughs> that she doesn't know or doesn't trust or think that it, mm, this looks weird blah blah, blah 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 but also in the next minute she would be trying to get me to smoke crack <laughs> <laughs> that this that is how community is exactly <laughs> exactly is, part exactly. of it will be protective and and da 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 but another part of it will lead you down a whole other road of fuckery <laughs> right right and so right that encapsulates how community is how, as as <laughs> no shit now too <laughs> mm -hmm. but definitely when i was younger it was i'm i'm glad that i had the um the wherewithal in my own self, even as a young age to, you know, to avoid any kind of situations like that. But, and at that time I wasn't struggling. I was just out there being queer, queer trans person. I wasn't even prostituting. I was just, this is where the whole, the girls are. So I want to go. What, and, that's, and that's exactly what, that, but Diamond, that's exactly so what you were I meant. Just trying to that's exactly what I meant. Yeah, exactly. 
Yeah, but it was toxic. Mm-hmm. This was a toxic mm-hmm. place. You shouldn't have mm-hmm. to go like, to the host role. <laughs> if that's what right. girls are. Child, you and but not just that, but you know, if you a pretty girl, this is another thing. You a pretty mm. girl or a girl that just out there that can all muff up bitches will fight you and cut your face up because they think you're trying to take their money because they struggling mm, mm, and need money mm-hmm. and they think you're trying to mm-hmm. take that client. I've had us, I've not me, I've seen a situation where a girl wasn't even prostituting and because another girl that. thought that she was trying to take her clients and because of the struggle was real when it comes to I need this money and you out here playing games, bitch, with my clients, da da da, and they got in a fight and she cut her face up. And so, in those situations, it can be yeah, just as yeah, we can come down here to try to get community, mm-hmm. but can it? We're coming to a cesspool mm-hmm. <laughs> that could that of damage people of damaged people. Yes. Facts. And mm-hmm. so that's how I think about community. It's like, mm-hmm. especially looking back on it now. Like I said, when I when mm-hmm. I w- was in when I was going down there, it was just amazing. It was like, oh my god, these are trans mm-hmm. women. Oh my god, all these they're so beautiful. I'm not mm-hmm. even thinking about the struggle that they're going through. Miss Ridley was literally right. dealing with her addiction. And, right. and I'm sitting there praising her for her passability. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> She's literally mm-hmm. there looking like, I'm looking like, God, she a crackhead, but she really looks like a woman. <laughs> you mm-hmm. get what I'm saying? That's mm-hmm. literally that crazy mm-hmm. ass um, disconnect of, you know, I guess even looking at her as a humanity. I'm literally, literally looking at her as a, as a success just based on the fact that she was passable and it's because that's of beautiful too. but in I, not to me i thought as an adult i think of it in the sense of i wasn't seeing her situation i really wasn't i was just looking at her as a possibility model for myself and because I was looking at her mm-hmm. as a possibility model, I was not thinking about her particular circumstances. I was not thinking about her. Mm-hmm. I was not thinking about mm-hmm. how she out here hoeing. And actually, I was judging the fact that she was out here hoeing because mm-hmm. at that time I was young. I, I, hadn't, I didn't become a hoe till I was fucking in my early 20s. And so at this mm-hmm. time, I was super, super nose up in the air looking at it like, y'all really mm-hmm. out here prostitute. Girl, you fish. Why you out here prostitute? You should have a husband. Like, I'm literally thinking like that because I'm young. I'm a teenager and don't and, indoctrinate it in these, you know, ide- these cishet ideologies. And so for me, I did not see her humanity. I saw her transness and her womanhood. And, but because only because the, it served me. It served me as a possibility mm-hmm. model. It was like, oh, she's out here. She's getting through. She's getting the boy. She is da 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 da. I didn't look at her humanity. I didn't see it at all. When I look back, so yeah. So if you looked at her in a, a superficial type of way, like Very just that. because of her look, it was it was eating it to you, but you didn't really get into the humanity part of it. Like I didn't get like, into the struggle because I you were wasn't young in the struggle. Too. Yeah, hindsight is 2020 when you look back it's clear but when i was mm-hmm. in it i didn't look at it like that at all it was amazing that she was fish that's all i looked at her ass go ahead yeah i, I mean I th- and that's the beautiful thing that i was saying like the fact that you still like you in a way still gave her her flowers regardless of her circumstances mm-hmm. regardless of her hoeing and stuff you still mm-hmm. was like i still see you like i still see you as one of the girls like i don't I don't see you as the scum of the earth, like the girls, are, like the straight people that's walking by, you know? Um, 
I was I was just gonna say I, I agree with you guys as far as like um the system failing black folks and queer folks, especially black queer folks. Um like my my best friend, I, I've talked about this some well not my best friend, but one of my close um childhood friends, um, he's a black queer guy and he was shot and um paralyzed. Mm-hmm. For the rest of his life, from a a meetup on Grinder or um, wow. Jack, either Grinder or Jack, and he was able to tell the police um, who the person was and give them the, the Instagram, and the police just didn't do anything about it. Like they didn't do nothing. He knew wow. exactly where they were. He knew, he had information for them and everything. And now, now he's paralyzed from the waist down, unfortunately. And um. The reason why I was saying that I was triggered because, of course, I'm a working girl. So I get flown out to different places or I drive places or not. I, I travel different places to make a coin or just to do business. And I, I find myself in situations like. If don't nobody know where I'm at, like if don't nobody know my tea, bitch, that could be me. Like it, I, mm-hmm. it, it, and if it is me, what? I don't know. So I always tell my I always tell my boyfriend, like, if something ever happens to me, bitch, you better give them hell. You better give them motherfucking hell because it's a chance that happens. I, I just wish there was a way that um, we were better protected as women, as queer folks, um, that people actually cared about our um, about us disappearing or about um, stuff that happens to us. Because it's a shame. It's 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 such it's such a shame to see it, and it, it makes you think like if it happens to me, it could, it could very well be the same thing. And yep. just imagine like if they weren't able to like be like, okay, her life is just as important as these white people, or these these, and that's literally what it is. They could probably have saved her, because there's been times where people have been saved before they were murdered. Like they found them and they were tortured or they had like some heinous things happen to them, but they were able to find them. And it just, Mm -hmm. it it makes you think like, damn, if don't nobody give a fuck, then bitch, I could be alive somewhere getting wore out, but nobody cares. Mm -hmm. Definitely. It makes you think like, okay, if something happens to me, who's going to, to be the people that say, Hey, this, this we need justice for this person who's going to be able to to stop to know in until they find me what are the safety nets what kind of um, tactics do you use to kind of avoid a situation like do you you know i remember like when i would like if i'm going if i'm at the club and i would um you know i'm being a slut and i'm going home with a guy I <laughs> I would you know take a picture of his license and send and text and send that picture to the my whoever I came to the club with like this is who I'm going with so so you know like what are some of the tactics that you use in, as a working girl to keep yourself safe do you and are you always diligent about it um okay so I I of course like anybody I've gotten comfortable. So, but what I do do, and that's like, that's the most dangerous thing that you want to do in any um, hustle that's legal or illegal is get comfortable because you can get taken advantage of. But um, what I do is, is I let everybody know where I'm at. Well, my, my, well, not everybody, my close friends and my loved ones. I have um, um, indefinite shared GPS on my phone with, 
my friends and some of my loved ones so they know where I'm at at all times. Um, what, is, what is indefinite? I'm sorry. What is that? Um, I have an iPhone, so I can indefinitely share my location with certain people who have iPhones. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. For for however long I want it to. So, um, okay. yeah, that's one of the, those, that's one of the measures that I take. Um, other than like your best judgment, that's it really. I mean, there's really no rules to it. I mean, I guess you could, you could take pictures of people. I knew one girl who didn't see people unless they gave them an ID, a driver license ID, but you 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 cut your coin short a little bit when you do that because it's a lot of anonymous anonymous. <laughs> <laughs> I sound like what's the name of um Nemo. <laughs> um, it's a lot of anonymous people who want to see you, so that's kind of that gets tricky. But yeah, mm. uh, the only thing you can do is just keep people updated on your information. Like, don't get don't get comfortable. Like when I say updated on your information, hey, I'm here at this location. Hey, I'm here. This is I'm at this uh, um this building. I'm at this apartment. Um, I'm with so and so. This is his description. If you can't get a picture of him, talk about his description. How tall he is. What he looks like. If you can get his information, send his information also. Um, what else? Just anything. And then those are things that even regardless of just as, um being a working girl, those are things that unfortunately you should be doing as a woman in this society. That you you don't have to if you're one of those girls, but society is just wearing the girls out. Whether you gotta we was born with a puss or not, honey. So you just gotta protect yourself in extra ways. Jay, do you feel like as a man that has transitioned from a space of being a black girl, do you feel that? you have come into a space not of being fully protected but being more protected when it comes to like this conversation right now well i don't identify as a man but okay. i just want to be clear <laughs> but okay. you know what i'm saying i identify with it but i don't like exclusively you know i identify as gender queer so i'll just be clear about that and it just don't sit with me right so but um, but I think it's situational when I feel more protected or feel like, you know, I, uh, yeah, where I don't have to be as concerned. I think it's situational. I don't think, depending on where I'm at, honestly, I just think of it as, depending on where I'm at, I think of it as the same as being like butch-ish because, if someone's like, you have a vagina, <laughs> like it doesn't matter. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, and I've been, people have been like, oh, there she is just based off the way I walked because they didn't see me and I had a hat on or something. Like, so I've been misgendered, but this is around black people. It's not around white people. So, <laughs> you know what I mean? So it's situational, you know, that, that level of fear, but definitely, I definitely feel like I don't have to be as concerned about shit. And it's it's an adjustment because there's a hypervigilance that's there since childhood. So it's like that shit doesn't necessarily go away, or at least for us, my I statement for me, it's not something that's gone away. And I know that a lot of 
with the more visibility of trans men and trans masculine folks, depending on where you live, like there's just, you're more at risk for shit. So it, it really just depends on, you know what I'm saying? Cause the trans guys go missing. You know what I'm saying? Trans guys are in sex work. Trans guys are in a lot of shit. These bathhouses, all that shit. You know what I'm saying? Sugar, the whole thing. So it's like, and it's new right now too. So it's hot right now too. So a lot of shit is going to have, is a lot of bullshit's going to go down before everything shakes out. And people are kind of like, oh, okay, this is what the rhythm of the situation is in our community. And it's, um, so yeah, so there, yeah, it's, I think it's situational. You know, I think if I'm going to Walgreens, yeah, I can relax. If I'm doing some general shit, there's spaces, general social spaces, I'm way more like chill, you know, and also that depends on the race and depends on who the neighborhood because race is gender and gender is racialized. So learning what that means in the world too around uh, sexual assault and all that stuff. So yeah. Okay, but yes. Yes, more chill. Yes, absolutely. I ain't going, but also situational. When you talk about race, like which race do you feel more comfortable with? Black people. What do you mean? In terms of what? Just like, I mean, I feel more comfortable with black people, period. But white people react differently. You know, clad, all that shit. It's it's learning how to be in the world different. Because I look different than I did when I first moved to Seattle. So it's like, you know what I mean? Like, I look like a boy. Now I look like a man. You know, people, you know what I mean? So like, I'm red differently. If it's the summer, I'm darker. So then I'm red differently. <laughs> and the shit I got to get in the world is going, you know, um, so. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Thank, and thank you for not being like, I mean, I know y'all know not to do this. And understand the seriousness of the situation, but I appreciate that no like Dahmer jokes were made. Like my friend, what do you mean, no Dom? Jeffrey Dahmer jokes. You know, people kind of still kind of throw in like say kind of funny things about Jeffrey Dahmer or kind of kiki about Jeffrey Dahmer, and even in very light, touchy ways. You know what I'm saying? And um, it's something I'm really sensitive about. You know, mm-hmm. our friends who were in, you know, that the little kid. Uh, with the long ass last name, Laotian last name, mm, yeah. That's my friend's uncle. You know what I'm saying? He's gay mm. too. Mm. So when people look him up, they find his uncle and Jeffrey Dahmer, and you know, still, it's still local. You know, small community. Oh, so yeah, I don't find that shit to be funny at all. I, I yeah, really... but I just want to appreciate it because you know it because people, you know, even if they're not like murders and eating people, people still kind of, you know, it's it's in popular culture. So I just want to just thank you for that i mean i wasn't expecting you to say something but i just want to name it and acknowledge it because i you i do get an anxiety when jeffrey Dahmer comes up mm. I, this one, with me it rem, this is a reach and this is one of those situations that i don't like to make the parallel but i don't me know parallels i'm, going, I'm, I'm parallels, gonna i'm so. gonna i'm gonna do it in, i'm gonna do it anyway <laughs> The, that folk for me, the situation with Herb um, Baumeister and Jeffrey Dahmer and, you know, other various scenarios that, that I grew up hearing about, for me, it reminds me of, you know how when we always tell white people like, yo, like, like we are still dealing with the trauma of slavery. It is, it wasn't just we, you talking about it like it was 400 years ago, but literally our great grandparents were the ones who 
were either dealing with the, their parents who were slaves or if they're old mm-hmm. enough, they were coming. They were sharecroppers. And, you know, we are literally dealing yep. with the trauma and the after effects of this when it comes to, um, you know, our people and our trauma within our family. And so for me, it reminds yep. me it's not exactly the same. I'm I, Look, <laughs> but. It reminds me, look, we are we are still as queer people dealing with some of the traumas of the past. And some in one of those situations, those situations like Jeffrey Dahmer, those situations like, you know, different killers and different people, um, you know, and, you know, the HIV crisis, the the AIDS crisis. We are still dealing with those. So don't think that because, um, you know, you know, we're kind of in a different situation now in 2022 Uh that we are not still dealing with some of the dramas. We're not still dealing with the fact that at one point in the early nineties, we were fucking dropping like fives and we were going to funerals back to back to back to back to back. And so we, you get what I'm saying? These are something, and we couldn't talk about it openly. There wasn't a big community, particularly in small areas of the country where the community was small we didn't have some of the resources that big cities had to, you know, to take care of community in those situations and dealing with those deaths. So there is still trauma in our lives lingering on around some of those things. So I totally understand. And I don't take it lightly and don't take it, um, you know, yeah. granted. so I would never make jokes about it. That's fucking stupid. <laughs> no, I, yeah, no, I mean, I mean, I know, right. I know you too, but you know, um, I mean, I heard some Jeffrey Dahmer shit, like, like, because it just come, you don't, it comes up so frequently, you don't even realize it. Like, just this past week, just you know, late night talk show, just flipping through the channel, whatever, you know, Jeffrey Dahmer don't eat people, uh, you know. Yeah, you know, it's, it's Marilyn Man, it's uh, Charles Manson level, and they talk about Dahmer more than they talk about Manson. Yeah. So tell us what y'all think about. You know, folks going missing, what have you experienced when it comes to um, feeling protected in community from some of these marginalizing situations that can happen when it comes to, like, missing people and, you know, people kind of, like, trying to pick us off? Or, you know, have you, do you, do you have a situation in your um, hometown or a situation that you remember? Tell us about it. Hashtag Marsha's Plate. Um, make sure y'all um like and share and make sure y'all leave us some reviews oh. on apple Podcasts because i haven't got or seen any new reviews on apple Podcasts, and we would like for you to review wherever you listen make sure you um let us know what you think and share your testimonials about listening to the show and yeah we will see y'all or y'all will hear us <laughs> next week have a wonderful day Peace. You gonna say by me? <laughs> oh! Y'all, y'all motherfucking self-care, All right, y'all. We out. Bye-bye. Well, that's it. Thank you for coming and getting a taste of Marsha's Plate. You can listen to us on iTunes and SoundCloud. Make sure you leave a review because we really need those five stars, y'all. And go like our Facebook page and leave some comments. We will be posting exclusive content every Thursday, so you definitely don't want to miss out. You can also follow us on Twitter and any other social media site at Marsha's Plate. If you'd like to donate or advertise with us, hit us up at diamondstyles at gmail.com. 
That's diamondstylz at gmail.com. And that's it for us, y'all. Bye. Bye bye. You gonna say bye, Mia? Oh, bye, y'all. <laughs> <laughs> Every little thing's gonna be alright.